You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Every Sunday night, I lead the Gold Chat Twitter chat. And then on Mondays, I bring in some awesome experts to dive deeper into the topic. And then in about a week or so, they will end up as an episode of the Dev Show podcast. You know, strategy, one piece of content, a gazillion different places. And that's a great transition into what we're talking about today, which is strategy and systems. We have... Desi Bolin. And Desi and I, I think you're my newest friend on the call because we met at Speaker's Playhouse and we're like, I'm cool, you're cool, let's be friends. And Bonnie Chamika, I met at Grand Connection, which is also where I met Robert Butlin. And one thing about my three guests today is they're, well, okay, it's frequent theme of my guests. They're all about helping others succeed. And to succeed, you need a strategy, a plan, and systems. So there you go. Uh, and what I would like to do next is have you all introduce yourselves and why you are so attracted to this topic of strategy. So Desi, why don't you start us off? Great. Um, as you know, Deb, I love I love talking with you. We've talked many, many times now. And, uh, you know, it's just it's great for me to bring the strategies and the systems for for businesses to really scale and to grow in a sustainable way. And, and they're so, so important. Um, and that this topic is very uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, I am in Washington state. I have two kids. They are six and four. Uh, the business is just about going on four years now. Um, and it's, it's really centered around providing um, and being of service to others. Um, so that it, that is what I do, but I'm the first and foremost uh, SVA, which is strategic virtual assistant. And I love how you you basically claimed a title for yourself. Yes, because this didn't exist before you did it. No. And I I think part of and so my theme this month is impact. And so I think a huge part of making an impact is figuring out what you're good at. If you need to bend the world to meet with what you know and do very well. So be it. So fantastic and great to have you. And now I'd like to welcome Robert Butwin. And I, I, I love my Robert story because we met at Grand Connection in the spring and it didn't take. And then we met again <laughs> and it did take. And that's why we, we make these connections because you never know the when and the where of everything. So Robert, I am thrilled you are like, networking genius and your dot connector. Definitely. Um, 
you know, I'm glad to be here. You know, my company's called Success Strategist. So when you're talking about strategy, it's like right up my alley. And obviously, as you're in tune to the marketplace, the marketplace has consistently changed. I've been doing this for 37 years. I mean, to think about it, when I started, I started off listening to cassette tapes, spent a lot of money in cassette tapes. You know, that was, you know, before the CDs and everything else. So it's been a long time. But, you know, the marketplace has continually changed with these different social media companies coming into the marketplace and people selling your your data or data, it's like people becoming numb to marketing. So it's like, how do you figure out ways to help people break through the noise? And one of the key aspects of, you know, my thing and strategy, I came up with the ABC, it's actually the ABCDS squared, ABCDES squared. And the D is for uh, digitizing your messaging. You know, like what you're doing right now, you're creating, you're bringing quality people and you're creating a digital messaging so that they can watch it live or into the future. So, but again, it's how we create digital messaging and, you know, that's part of the strategy. Excellent. Well, and, and lovely to have you here in the messaging. It, it's more than just the message, right? What good is it if you're speaking to no one? So you also need that strategy component to get the who you are and what you do out into the world. And that's a good intro, I think, to Bonnie Chalika. Hi, Bonnie. Hey, Deb. Great to be here. Uh, yeah, I uh, I focus on content creation, um, and that that gets you visibility and builds your credibility. Uh, because with this digital world we live in, that's how people get to know, like, and trust you. Um, so, yeah, I, I live on Vancouver Island. My business is online. Um, you know, I come from the corporate world where things were face to face and long before the internet when you did things manually. So, uh, I've seen a lot of strategy. I worked in the tech sector for for many years, so I lot uh, I saw a lot of. Um, strategy shifts due to regulation changes and things like that. Uh, and certainly as I moved along, I did lots of project management. So that meant systemizing things um, with, within, a, within a marketing department or within your own marketing strategy. And it seems kind of like a silly question, but it's also the no-brainer to start with. But why is strategy so important? And then if you want to add like, a snippet of your personal business strategy would be awesome to kind of elevate into it. So why don't we start with you, Bonnie? Strategy is like the, the high level piece. It's almost like your your why, your your mantra, why, why you're doing things, but more, more importantly, where you want to end up. Um, and then that's followed by the tactics of how you want to end up, which is, you know, what, what you focus on, Deb, with, with goal setting. Um, and strategy could be, um, oh, I think of uh, some people I work with locally, for example, that have uh, food products like hummus or, or wine, and, and they only sell it at the farmer's market. So they put up a stand every weekend and they've got their packaging um, and they just sell, you know, over the table that, that, that they've purchased. But now with COVID, the farmer's markets were shut down. So many of them were shifting that, that strategy into retail, which 
which requires so many different tactics to to deal with that whole environment. So the big picture is to get you know your name out there, um, and uh, then the execution of that is is going to be different. Absolutely, because you first you need the foundation, you need the end result, but then there are all the little steps in between. And, and so, Robert. What are your your thoughts? We obviously you're here. You know, strategy is important. But what what do you think kind of sums up <laughs> well, that relevance? You know, it's like first, no matter what it is that you do, you've got to be able to see into the future and get some kind of a picture of what you want to create. And then you've got certain goals, but you've got to have strategies to make sure you hit your goals. And you know, part of it, and I'm just—it's amazing we're on this subject matter right now. Because I've been readjusting my strategy, you know, because, you know, there's a book out called The Big Leap. And if you haven't read it or listened to it, I highly recommend it. You can get it on YouTube for free. But it says, stay in your state of genius. But in the meantime, I've had to adjust my strategy. For example, I just created a 65-second video that virtually has got my calendar link, which I just added Calendly. So I'm, I'm changing my strategy because... Again, if you want to make sure that you hit whatever your goals are and you get to the end of what you're really looking to create, the puzzle you're looking to put together, you need to have a strategy to make sure that you do it. And so I'm doing that. I finally am getting a CRM, believe it or not. You know, so, I mean, I'm changing everything because, again, you know, I came up with the five A's in the law of attraction. And one of them is accept the changes you need to make. So part of my strategy is realizing if I really wanted to create the things I wanted to create, I had to make certain changes and I'm doing that. And that's part of the strategy, adjusting as you go along. You know, you just want a gold star for that. So here you go. <laughs> because of it, well, the thing too, and, and I've said this a lot. So I've been doing goal setting and productivity, coaching, speaking, leading groups, et cetera, for years and years. But I just became Deb, the branding three and a half years ago. And that was because it was time for me to, embrace the me who helps people figure out what they want and how to get it. And when you think about the visualization, the future you want, it's going to look a whole lot different than the future you envisioned pre-COVID because things you can still make things you want happen. The mechanics are a little bit different. So I think that's the other really important part of why change is so important, knowing what you want, but realizing also that the routes there are going to alter as life does. Desi, thoughts? It's it's so, so, so important um, to have a solid strategy in place and to think about the, all of these moving parts in a way that is like a big picture for your business. Um, that's the main thing. You know, Robert just mentioned CRM. That is one of the biggest things that I always tell people to do is get a CRM and, and get all of your contacts in one place and track the communication you have with them. It's so important. Um, especially because I believe in, in lead nurture and, and really making the connection. Um, so building a foundational relationship and, um, that's really my strategy is, is really just talking with people. I mean, um, I, I don't, I can't even count the hours that I've been in one-on-one -on -one meetings, just learning about other people and, and seeing how they do things. And a lot of times it influences how I do things um, because I see something working well and I see something that 
um, my clients could benefit from. And, and we, you know, we pivot, um, a lot of, a lot of strategy has to, to, to really center around fluidity and being able to adapt. I met all of you and you met each other through networking. And when I do these conversations, I like to bring in friends from, from different parts of my life, but Bonnie and Robert just had a breakout last weekend Desi and Robert said, oh, I think we met years ago. So I think networking as a strategy is something that that can't be overemphasized. What do you think, Desi? Absolutely. Networking is the main thing that I do for my business. And, And it is, again, to build that foundational relationship. I always, you know, on average, it takes eight to 10 times of getting in front of someone to have them consider purchasing from you or working with you in some capacity. So really building the foundational relationship and talking with them and finding out what they need and how you can be of service. It's so, so important. I know virtually sourced has operated solely on word of mouth and referral for the entire four years. And that is because of networking. Awesome. Uh, Robert, your thoughts on networking as a strategy? (laughs) Well, considering I position myself as, you know, the professional networker, and that's all I do, I've created a list of 47 different networking groups and continually adding to it, which I'm happy to share with people when you give them my information. In fact, Desi, I think you and I originally met, now that we've been talking, is in the tribe that is now Tribe Up. Whoa! But, you know, the key as far as a strategy in networking, and this is one of the things I've learned, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make in networking is they all they do is think about transactions. You know, what you want to focus on in networking is sort of like opening a bank account. You need to make deposits before you can make a withdrawal. So it's like my strategy is, you know, not trying to sell somebody. Obviously, I want to influence them of why we should have some kind of collaboration. But, I, you know, it's about giving. You know, how can I do, how can I be of value to you? What can I do to, be of service to you. And if you focus in networking from that perspective, because one, most people, when they go to networking groups, they say, there's one person in front of me. Well, when I started in this business, I hate to date myself, but I will. They said the average person knew about 300 people. Now today, with all these social media channels, I I believe the average person has reached to about 3,000 People. In fact, there, there goes another part of your strategy because you need to have a strategy to collect emails because if you're dependent upon a platform to um, have all your contacts, that platform can go down at any time. So part of your strategy should be you need a landing page and you need to have some kind of a free gift so that you are able to meet people whichever way you meet them from online to get them offline. So all about networking. Excellent. Uh, Bonnie. Your thoughts on networking as strategy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best way to get known, you know, when I started my business, I was just selling locally. I was doing marketing for people. And now I coach people how to do it um, themselves. But initially, you know, I belonged to four women's groups and three chambers of commerce and, and just building relationships, getting to know who's who in the zoo. Um, and to, to Robert's point is, it's not about selling. I wasn't selling my services. I was trying to serve these people. It's like, who, who do you need connected to? And there's nothing more exciting than connecting someone that can help each other, you know, so, uh, and now 
with this, um, you know, expansion of networking online where we've all met, uh, you know, my, my reach has gone way far beyond my regional location, right? Uh, you know, I'm talking to people around the world. So it's pretty exciting. And so I, I want to take a step back because we were talking about networking tools kind of sort of a minute ago. Um, so let, what are your favorite tools for strategy? Do you have, um, we're talking about CRMs in a minute, I will let you all share your favorites. But what other tools do you think are instrumental in the strategy, do you want to start, Bonnie? I'm not. I'm not sure uh, what what a specific tool would be for a strategy. Uh, to me, a strategy is 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 an idea. It's a goal. So I'm not sure. Uh, I see I see tools as tactics, um, but not as a strategy. Well, we are talking about strategy and systems. So I will alter the question. What what different tools, apps, or what have yous do you think are important within your business? Um, website, email, program, um, and uh, a CRM. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you have any favorites that you use for your website? your email and your CRM? Um, I actually just uh, earlier this year launched a Wix website. I used my old website was on WordPress um, and I wanted nothing to do with WordPress after eight years on there. <laughs> and, uh, and I found Wix. Uh, I actually had someone build it for me, but now I manage it myself and I find it quite user friendly and there's lots of good features on it. Um, so I've been happy with that. And CRM, I use something called Less Annoying CRM. It's only about 10 bucks a month um, and it does everything I need. Uh, and um, as I uh, expand, it's, you know, it's good to have a team on there, connects with my Google Calendar. Uh, and, and like any um, CRM, um, you still have to have your own process to make sure that you use it. Um, and email, I use ConvertKit. Uh, I've been on a couple different platforms um, and I got onto ConvertKit and I really like it. They've got great landing pages. Uh, they've got some kind of simple automation um, and it's very easy to track, very easy to use, I find. Fantastic. And Desi, I'm sure you have a ton of tools that you like for uh, productivity and getting your strategies out into the world. There, there are so, so many different tools um, available, and a lot of them are now user-friendly. But, uh, you know, just a year or so ago, they've, they've really just evolved, um, especially since the start of COVID, and everyone really needed to be more productive. Um, my favorite CRMs, I have two that I regularly recommend, the HubSpot um, fully comprehensive free version if, if someone doesn't have the capital to invest in a CRM at that time. Um, great platform. And then I use uh, Keep by Infusionsoft for myself, and that is the paid platform that I recommend. And it's really so inclusive because you can do mass emails and you can do um, text messages and you can do uh, individual emails and text messages. And it's it's so, so great. Um, and it's so helpful because then you don't have to go to a, a bunch of different places and it integrates with so many different things. I have, I have mine set up uh, using zaps to several of my other platforms. Um, so it'll automatically pull the information into the CRM and I don't have to manually do it. And Zapier is a great tool um, for really 
increasing productivity. Then again, you've got your scheduling links. Um, I do mine through Keep, but um, a, a calendar scheduling link and really staying on top of your, your schedule is also very, very important. I like this. Um, and we know Robert just started Calendarly Inc. What else do you like? You know, I like the team of people that do the work for me, sort of like a virtual assistant. Um, you know, again, it's like staying in your state of genius. And they've got the tools that they, you know, because they're going to do it for me. So, you know, ultimately, um, that's that's really what I like, you know, as far as my strategy. The, a couple other strategies is understanding why you're networking. And, you know, we all, and let me divert for a second. You know, we've all heard this thing, your net worth is in direct relationship to the value of your network. So why am I networking? Sure, am I looking to find a couple, maybe more key people, but more, more importantly, I'm trying to find key people for people that are already in my network. Because what does that do? That means my network is going to go up in value and somehow it's going to trickle over onto myself. The other aspect as far as tools is knowing where. And, you know, we've talked about, for example, um, the list of networking. There's a couple of places for podcasts to find quality places to be on podcasts if you're not familiar with them. One of them is matchmaker.fm. Another one is podmatch.com. Uh, great places. Then you've got Speakers Playhouse. So, you know, part of it is understanding where and why are you networking. As far as the tools, I'm the tool. You know, I figure out how to connect with people and develop relationships. And my team, and I love the acronym of team, together everybody achieves miracles. And if you've got the right team around you so that you can stay in your state of genius. You do need your people. You can't reach your goals on your own, right? You need your uh, your cheerleaders, your resources. And a lot of times the people you network with they're not your clients. They're not your customers. But we all know people and they know people and on and on. It's like very Energizer Bunny keeps going and going and going. Uh, anything to add before we move on on the networking strategy elements? One last thing. Yes, please. Clubhouse. If you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it can be a very valuable place as far as where to meet other people, but you can't allow it, you know, because in everything that we do, you've got to, you've got to consider your ROI, your return on the investment of your time. So you don't want to just get caught up just listening, but there is strategies around how to be effective in clubhouse. So I'll throw that in. Well, and that's why we started the second time we talked um, when it, when it took, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, is because you were in a breakout room about Clubhouse. And as an Android, I was so late to the party, but I'm like, what is this thing? Is it worth it? Um, do you have one or two Clubhouse strategies you want to share? Sure, definitely. <clears throat> you know, it's like every time that you're having the opportunity to speak, and one of the strategies in Clubhouse is number one, you want to find rooms that, that, that you've got something of, that you're interested in. You know, I stay away from those polarizing kind of rooms, you know, that are not, you know, that's just my strategy, but I want to get up on stage. So on the bottom of Clubhouse, you can raise your hand. And I almost always get up on stage. And so part of my strategy is every time I speak, I'm thinking about the audience. I came up with an acronym for pitch, and I can really quickly run it by you. 
because the P is practice and present your practice and perfect your presentation. You know, every time we know we've got two or three or five minutes, whatever period of time to speak. So you want to make sure that you always have something of value to, to say. I is what is your intention? Your intention is to say something in clubhouse or wherever that will be valuable to the listening audience. T is think about who you're speaking to. You've got to do your exploration before you can possibly segue into a presentation. T is clarity, simple, profound messaging. H is how and why they need to get back to you. So going back to Clubhouse, you want to get up on stage, you want to contribute, then they've got what they call, call back channeling. If somebody else is speaking that I think that I would be interested because it doesn't matter which platform you meet somebody on, your objective should be to set up a time to do a one-on-one -on -one so you really have the opportunity to know the other person so you can figure out how you might collaborate together. So, you know, that's my strategy for LinkedIn, Clubhouse, or even in these network on Zooms. Fantastic. And um, so, Desi, do you have a favorite platform? I typically, um, when I'm doing my initial reach out, I use LinkedIn. Um, I just found that it's the most professional um, social media uh, platform to really utilize. And there, there are so many people on there and people from all walks of life. And it's a very, just a very diverse community. Um, and, uh, you know, once you get into that network, you, everyone knows everyone. And it's, it's pretty great. Um so that's my favorite for initial. Um, I'd have to say networking wise, my favorite groups fall under aside. Well, I do use Podmatch. I use Podmatch to to book my podcasts, um, and it's a it's a great platform. I think I've done twenty one podcasts in the last month and a half. Um, and then. I, uh, Speakers Playhouse, you get a lot of opportunities just by going and hearing what opportunities people have and then reaching out to kind of dive deeper. Um, but networking wise, my favorite group to be a part of, I think, is Happy Neighborhood Project. And that's just because they have so many like worldwide free groups that you can go and, and, and meet people. And why don't you explain what Happy Neighborhood Project is? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a group of, of professionals who like to network and like to meet people who are very, very service-minded and very passion-driven. Um, now, when you go to these networking groups, it's very important that you, you, you know, kind of take a look at this before you join that group. But um, you want to make sure it's not a pitch fest. That is, and, you know, Robert alluded to this a little while back, but the pitch fests are really not going to get anyone anywhere. Uh, truth be told that uh, you want to go and you want to find ways that you can be of service, even if it's, you know, dropping a resource or um, giving some insight into a different uh, a system or a strategy that they're thinking about using. Um, and that that's really the, the, the way to way to do it. Happy Neighborhood Project, like I said, they have 65, I think over 65 meetings, free meetings a week now. And again, that's worldwide. That, that's a lot. <laughs> it is. Good for them. Good for them. Um, and, and the whole point of being of value, being of service is, I think, so important because I'm, you know, all about the mission. 
when you have that mission to help other people and the thing that you do well, that you excel at, that is your reason, you know, to make the world a better place, etc. When you have that fuel, I think it makes a tremendous difference. And to remember that at all times, so essential. Absolutely. Bonnie, do you have a favorite uh, place to connect? Uh, I'd, I'd also say LinkedIn. Uh, just because it is a professional, it, it's a place for professionals. You know, people aren't uh, talking about their dogs or, you know, what they had for lunch or, I mean, that happens occasionally, but <laughs> not as much as, you know, the others. But I think it's, people are there for the same purpose. So so it's easier to have those conversations. It's easy to reach out to people as a professional um, and you're not trying to pitch to them. It's just, you know, you looked interesting. Let's, you know, let's chat. Um, it's also great for uh, keeping in touch with people that you've met or lost touch with. It's like, hey, we haven't spoken for a while. You know, it just, it's, it's easy. I find it an easy place to have conversations and, and it's grown up over the last couple of years as well. It's it's become much more, I think it was a bit stodgy uh, before, uh, and now it's just a little more, a little more relaxed um, than it was. Uh, I'm also keen on the grand connection. Um, I just love the energy and the professionalism and um, the caliber of people that, that are in that group. Um, so yeah, and that's a paid, that's a paid membership for, for me. So I, I find it worth it. Well, there, there are a, a gazillion. <laughs> if there were a million before COVID, there are now a gazillion places where you can meet people, which is on the plus side, it's great because there are places where you can meet people that you would never connect with in a million years, and but also too many people. So what sort of, I think the networking is wonderful and this is kind of, uh, diverted into a conversation about networking strategies, which is totally fine. Networking is one of my favorite topics as well. What about follow-up? Uh, Desi, do you have um, some things to share? And, and Bonnie, if you can mute yourself, I think we're getting feedback. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Follow-up is, is so, so very important. I, I did mention this a little bit a little earlier, but uh, I do a lot of lead nurture, which is doing several different touches with a contact before you even consider asking for the sale. And, and part of that is follow-up. Um, you know, after the first touch, really anything after that is considered follow-up uh, because you're continuing to build those foundational pieces that are, that are so, so important to a business relationship or a relationship in general. Um, and it's, it's uh it's critical, in my opinion, to follow up. And so what are, can you give some examples of things that you do for lead nurture? Yeah, absolutely. So the lead nurture campaigns that I run for my clients, they are, we typically do six or seven touches with the contact. So by the time they get in, like actually talking with my client, they are already a warm lead. They've already, you know, kind of understood everything that they do. We've asked a lot of qualifying questions of them and figuring out if it would be a beneficial relationship. Um, so the lead nurture typically goes, it starts with LinkedIn connection. Um, that's the first step. So you can utilize that, that network connection at some point later on down the road. Then we go into 
qualifiers. We have pre-qualifiers and qualifiers um, based on client criteria. And then we do a phone call followed up with an email. Then we reach out again on social media, typically LinkedIn. What we will do is we'll find a post that they shared or something they commented on, find something that resonates with us, and then start a conversation about it. And it's really, again, just building those foundational pieces of, of the relationship. And then we'll even do direct mailers. Direct mailers are highly, highly effective right now. Um, a lot of people don't do them anymore. Um, so it's a way to make a statement. Definitely a way to stand out is to be something in someone's mailbox. It's not a bill, right? And even now people get <laughs> do so much electronic billing. So I guess anything in your mailbox is like a treat, right? Well, maybe not anything, but yes, I, I get that. The other thing that you said that I loved is the whole interacting on the posts. So to find not just anything, but things that absolutely sense, right? Don't just say <laughs> great post because that looks like you're throwing spaghetti. Find the posts that are great and say why it speaks to you and then be memorable. It's so important to actually start. Absolutely. It's so important to find something that actually, absolutely. Being memorable is a big part of it. And it's so important to find a piece that resonates with you as a person who's talking to this other person to build that, that conversation off of. Um, and it really just opens the door. If you're talking uh, with a, a lead or a prospect and you're um, discussing or mentioning something that they said in a post a year ago that holds a lot of value to them, either holds a lot of value or is, is deeply ingrained within them, you're going to get a lot more engagement out of that contact. Absolutely. So, Robert, what are your thoughts on follow-up? Well, besides the fact that it's very important, um, you know, one of the hot, <laughs> yeah, one of the hot trends. In addition to that. Yeah, one of the hot trends today is what they call these social engagement parties. You know, almost all these networking groups are, you know, they, they're doing it where you get a bunch of other people to post on your post. Because, again, it goes back to social proof. So, you know, that's very important. Something that I'm just, again, I'm reevaluating and figuring out how I can engage in things that will, uh, going back to what Desi said, make you more memorable. And one of the things I'm just adding is mailbox power, which allows you to have a personalized brand to you, whatever, how you want yourself to brand it and send that message in a very nice looking postcard to, to somebody. So that's something else that I'm looking at as far as following up with people. But part of my strategy is making myself as memorable as possible on the first time, you know, and, and let me tell you this, this, this is going to go off into a tangent because it's totally opposite of what I'm just talking about. But approximately 37 years ago, I went out on a first date and the lady that I was on that date within the first 45 minutes decided she was never going to ever see me again. I'm grateful that that date lasted more than 45 minutes because we ended up getting married and been happily married for 35 years but first impressions are important and back to strategies you know another strategy that we really didn't mention is when you get on somebody else's podcast you know because they're able to tap into other people's 
you know, ultimately, you know, their their outreach. That's another strategy that you want to take a look at and, and think about as far as how to uh, attract the right people in relationship to what you're doing. So, what, and I was waiting for that punchline. So, thank you for sharing your story and how that lasted for so many years. That's that's really good message. Uh, what what what? You, you, you want to know what turned everything? Yes, please. I flashed her. She had just taken a course in body language. And a universal sign is when somebody raises their eyebrows. It's called flashing. And in her mind, she says, this guy most likely. So you knew how to speak her language and reel her back in. I love that. Oh, you just made the story even better. Uh, so you were talking about podcasts as a good way. Do you have good tips for for that follow-up after the podcast you know ultimately they've got to reach you i mean it's like in a podcast you you've got the ability to put your contact over the host of the podcast wants to do it but the audience has to reach out to you and then it's like no matter which platform you're meeting somebody on you want to actually have a one-on-one and my whole strategy is always be of of value be of service so somebody says i want to develop a long-term relationship with that person Got it. So whether you're on a podcast or you're in an article or on a video, you want to make enough of an impression that people want to follow up with you. Yes. Got it. Bonnie, thoughts on following up? It's important. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to just meet somebody and then leave them hanging, right? Like if, if there's somebody that resonates with you, uh, then follow up whether that's on social, everyone's mentioned, you know, commenting on posts and, and sharing posts and things like that. That's a great way to build a connection because you're putting some thought into that for them. Uh, and that, and everybody wants that exposure and, and wants that engagement. So if you can do that, then that just in, increases your visibility in their eyes uh, and they're more likely to reciprocate as well. So it's it's about being of service to them first. Um, I also like to ask people, what, uh, especially when I make connections on LinkedIn, uh, I like to ask them who their target audience is so that I understand who, who I should be looking out for and, and able to refer them. And um, if there's, you know, depending on how the conversation goes, sometimes I ask them uh, about their marketing because that, that's my business. You know, how do you market your business? How do you find that? Um, and then if, it's, if, if you don't have use for my services, then do you know somebody that might? And, and just, you know, kind of end the conversation there. And often it just leads to more stuff. Well, we all want to lead to more stuff, <laughs> right? And, and it's true. It's not just about what you do and how you help, but the more information you get about these new contacts and what they want, the more able you are to connect better dots for them. That's right. So what about the person who's in reboot mode, full reboot mode, and they're starting, I wouldn't say from scratch, but from Etch-a-Sketch. What is the first step for anyone to make on a strategy? Robert? You know, what I would do is ask solid questions, understand what it is that they really like. Where do they, where do they see themselves going? You know, I would like to, 
get some indication of how much money they'd really like to make. You know, one time after I did a seminar, somebody came up to me and they said, is this business easy? I didn't have, I didn't hesitate to respond. I said, no, it's not easy, but it's worth it when you're successful. You know, I think, you know, people have got what I want to call a BS meter and they can pretty well tell if you're BSing them. So you want to be as authentic as possible and be, you know, because people really are, I believe, especially with what, everything that's going on in the world today, are looking for authenticity. And so I want to understand who they are. I want to understand what they've done in the past, what they liked and what they what they're do what they've done. I want to understand the kind of resources that they have, not necessarily money, but you know, what is their database? You know, what are the you know, what kind of resources do they bring to the table in relationship? And this goes back to strategy of what they'd like to actually do so that I could figure out what I might possibly be able to do or who I might be able to connect them with that is better able to serve them than I am. Got it. So we're, we're now talking from the position of the network E. So right. if you're in these situations, you want to be as authentic as possible, know who you are, what you want to create, what resources. I love that because in, in the D of Deb, determine your mission it's where are you now? Where are you going? And that inventory is huge because you're not necessarily going to make these. Um, you can't make the big leaf off of. Well, okay, this analogy is going nowhere, but I'm gonna gonna read it back because I know what I'm trying to say. You need the solid foundation in whatever building blocks resources you have from the get go because that's going to start you in a better position when you're creating getting more of yourself out there. Okay. Desi thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so many thoughts going through my head right now, but the main thing to, to really take away here is you have to have these strategies and these systems in place in order to, to build your business um, and build it successfully and build it sustainably. Um, sustainability is a key thing that, that I work with my clients on. Um, and that's just because what happens if we go through another pandemic, how many more um, small businesses are we going to lose? I know in my, I live in a very, very small community and we have lost probably close to 30% of our small businesses because they can't afford to stay open. So finding sustainability, scalability is a huge part. So when you're when you're just starting out, don't just think one month, two months, a year ahead. Think of the way in which you can evolve your business. Absolutely. Great. Bonnie, what about you? Any thoughts on um, how to for your business? Well, yeah, just mirroring everything else, everyone else has said, but there's also, uh, I guess, a self-awareness piece that, you know, what what skills do you have? I think Robert mentioned resources, but what are your skills and likes? What can you commit to? Because you don't want to get into something that that's not going to, you know, fulfill you, um, even though you might, you know, you might need to do a lot of things on your own at the beginning. Um, but eventually, you know, be able to, to hire out 
um, so that you can focus on your on your own genius. Um, but so so I think there's some self-awareness that, you know, some reality check. Can I do this? Will I continue? Will I commit? Because uh, it does take commitment. So that's uh, that's my way in. Let, let, you, let, let me jump in for one other one other thing that just even just talking about the resources. You know, a lot of the times as you're getting to know somebody, can you plug them into something that's a system? For example, mentorbox.com. On mentorbox.com, it's $59 for the year. Almost any entrepreneur that I talk to or listen to, everybody talks about the mindset. And, you know, obviously I can't, and I'm not going to sit back and, you know, that's not my degree. But I know how important mindset is into becoming a successful business. So it's great if you've got resources that are uh, apropos based on the person you're speaking with. That's true. And everybody's coming at everything differently, knowing not just their skills, their strengths, but what do you have, right? What are the different things you can offer different people to build them, bring them forward? This is the point in, in the show where I like to ask my guests to gift a goal to the people who are tuning in. So what is one thing someone can do right now today when they're done watching that's going to make a difference in creating or building their strategy? Desi? You know what I'm going to say, Deb. I'm going to say CRM. Uh, it is the foundational piece to keeping track of your communications and when you should follow up. Um, and that is going to make a huge impact on, on how you run your business. Love it. Wonderful. Bonnie, what is one thing someone can do today? Get a list building strategy started. Don't wait. Don't jump on Facebook. Don't jump on Instagram. Focus on how you're going to build your email list first. Can you give an example? Uh, sure. Just even creating a, a small lead magnet and a landing page. Uh, a lead magnet could be just a checklist or a report or here's five tips, uh, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be complicated, um, but it's just a, a free downloadable that you can start sharing um, and collecting those emails and start emailing those people. Don't wait till you have a thousand people on your list. Uh, if you've got 10 people on your list, start sending emails out to them because you will create a habit and you'll build your writing skills and all of those um, are a requirement for, for your business. Excellent. And Robert, what about you? Okay. My suggestion, because first of all, I love what Desi said. I love what Bonnie said, and I 100% agree. But, you know, what's what I alluded to earlier about the mindset, the, you know, your mindset. What changed my life is listening to Wayne Dyer when he talked about no limit person. And ultimately, you know, he said, or how it impacted me is that when I started to realize the limits that existed, I was responsible for them being there. See, once you take responsibility for what is, you can take it for what will be. But most people are in a state of denial. Don't even notice I am lying. So here's what I would suggest. Go to YouTube. You all know how to find YouTube. Let me give you a couple of things that I would highly recommend searching for. First of all, Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Herbalife paid him a million dollars a year more not to speak in front of any other group. He taught, he was Tony Robbins' mentor. Another one would be Dr. Robert Anthony, Beyond Positive Thinking. Um, 
Joe Vitale, who was in The Secret, he said, when I started my career, this was instrumental in my success, you know, 30 some years ago. Myself personally, when I started my career, that was instrumental in my success. And the third one would be Michael Gerber, The E-Myth. And the reason I say that is he starts off by saying four to five businesses are going to fail in the first five years. Of the four to five that fail in the first five years, don't breathe a sigh of relief, four to five are you going to fail in the next five years. Now, I'm thinking to myself and I'm listening to myself talk, and I'm saying, that isn't me. Failure was not an option. And he goes on to say why. As he says, most people work in their business, not on their business. They get caught up in the activity traps. But there's so much good information that you can plug into for free, no cost. So, again, my suggestion is lay your foundation. The strategy is lay your foundation because then you become unstoppable as you actually launch your business. Fantastic. Um, and so I've got Jim Rohn, Dr. Robert. Anthony. Anthony, Joe Vitale, and Michael Gerber, right? Well, Joe Vitale reread Dr. Robert Anthony's book. It's there on YouTube for free. It's got a purple background. It's called Beyond Positive Thinking. Oh, Joe read. Okay. Yes. Yes, but Joe Vitale is good. I mean, the beauty about YouTube, all you have to do is put anybody's name in and you can start listening to it. And if it doesn't resonate with you, you can go to the next, something else. I mean, there's so much free information you can plug into. That's true. And, and while we're at it, I'd say um, I have a YouTube channel as well for The Dev Method, or you can go to thedevmethod.com slash blog to watch any of my previous Gold Chat Lives or the episodes of the Deb Show podcast because it is all about inspiration and motivation. I believe that people need that that push. And here we are pushing the people saying you could do it, but it really starts with figuring out that foundation. Um, determine your mission. What do you want? Why do you want it? Explore your options. What does that look like? brainstorm your behalf, make a plan. So that's the 10 second version of the Deb Method. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to thedebmethod.com or grab a copy of your goal guide, a roadmap for setting, planning and achieving your goals. And it will actually walk you through the process. So the, I guess that's my bonus goal. Get my book, figure out your, your uh, foundation and then change your mindset, get the list building. Uh, strategy in place after you get the CRM so you can manage everybody. So I've just shared how people can find me. Why don't you all share how people can find you? Bonnie? Uh, you can find me on bonniechomika.com. Easy peasy. And Desi? Uh, virtuallysource.com. It, it has all of my contact information, including my cell number. So um, if, if every, anyone needs advice, guidance, or a second set of eyes, feel free to reach out. There is no substitute for an extra set of eyes, too, sometimes, because it's just a matter of, I know something, but what is it? And that's why people like you exist in the world, right? Robert, where can people find you? The best way to find me is on my email, which is butwin, B-U-T-W-I-N, at gmail.com. And again, my name is Robert Butwin, and what you need to remember is with Robert you do nothing but win. Wow, that is amazing. And how long have you been saying that one, Robert? 
But when? <laughs> Probably about two, three years. You know, it goes back to what Zig Ziglar used to say, turn lemons into lemonade. You know, make a positive out of, you know, the way that you're able to. Which is really what we've all been doing over the last uh, 18 months or so, is making lots and lots of lemonade. The things that we were doing pre-pandemic don't necessarily work anymore. So it's the perfect opportunity to shake up your life, make new plan, and make the life that you want happen. And so before we wrap, I would love to leave everybody with one final tip. So Bonnie, do you have a final bit of inspiration that you'd like to share? Um, I guess because I focus on content creation, that that's another piece of your strategy is uh, even for your own personal brand is to put some kind of content out there, whether that's email or social, you know, LinkedIn articles or even better, a blog on your website. So create content, be of service to that tribe out there. I love that. Put your content out there, be of service to your tribe. Awesome. And what about you, Desi? Final tip, thought? There are so so many things. Um, And it, it goes back to really diving deep and getting to know people. I, I strongly urge people to just have conversations. It doesn't have to be awkward. They don't have to be centered around sales. You make that connection. I love that because when you get to know people, that's really, it, it's not, we talked earlier about the no like, and trust factor, which I remember when people started saying that, what was it, five, six years ago? Now it's like rolls off the tongue. I believe there is no substitute for genuine connection, which is what you all stand for, which is why you're all here. The secret to strategy is genuine conversation. Build your tribe, build yourself up. Robert, final tip to you. Let me give you my secret formula for wealth. There's a direct relationship to the value and service you bring to the marketplace and the rewards the marketplace will give you back. The marketplace is people. So the more that you can give to other people, you know, I love the acronym for hope, which is helping other people every day or helping other people elevate their consciousness, their awareness, their ability to make a difference. And the more that we can bring hope to other people, it comes back to you in many different ways. I really like that, especially since my November topic, my November theme is hope. So I absolutely love that you said that. My October theme has been impact because in doing what we do, making a difference, being of service, we want to help make other people's lives better. The hope part, that's why we do things differently is because we want, we we think there's a better, we think, we know there are better things out there. And there are people like you all and me who are here to tell the world, you're listening, you're struggling, it's okay, things will get better. Do the work, make the strategy. There is a hope that is there for all. Well, thank you again, Desi Bolin, Robert Butwin. Do nothing but win. I'm never going to hear your name the same way again. And Bonnie Chomika for joining me today for a Gold Hat Live talking about strategy and systems with this focus on networking as strategy. So I re-subtitled us. You're welcome. And if you are listening, watching, however you're consuming this content, realize that, that your life, you have the power to make the changes. You have the power to make an impact. Choose yourself. 
build your foundation and the strategies that go along with it and go on out there and go for it. Thanks for listening to The Dev Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Dev Method on social media, and check out thedevmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.